is Midnight in Baghdad, season three, episode ten point five. It's not episode twelve. It's episode ten point five. I'm Goldie Metcalf. I'm Charlie Naughton. And joined with us in the studio tonight is Benji O'Boyle. Benji, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me tonight. It's an absolute pleasure to have you on our show, and and you're actually the first female we've had here in the studio. Really? Yeah, you're the first female guest, so it's it's I suppose yeah. it's a win-win for the for the sexes and for positive the gender equality. Yeah. Absolutely. So we, we've female covered that. American? You're the first female female American two, as well. Two boxes ticked. Yeah, absolutely. Um. So yeah. So what, do you, what do you have lined up for us tonight? Well, tonight I wanted to talk to you a little bit about something that came up in the news recently about. Uh, sex dolls and i think we discussed this a little bit earlier on outside benji um but apparently these scientists and i think they're from the foundation for responsible robotics and they've basically developed these Sorry, dolls. Is that a real that's real a real place, found, yeah. that's a real foundation but yeah, responsible not. robotics yeah, yeah. All right. and what happens is that they have built these dolls robotic dolls uh sex dolls essentially and what they predict is that in the future when men go to brothels and you know, you know what a brothel is, Benji. Yes. Yeah. A brothel. Yeah, a horror house, yes. as you guys would call it in the house states. House of ill repute. Exactly. Here. When people go to these places, um, they will be having sex with dolls instead. So that's very interesting. But what's even more interesting is that they warn against you dolls being used for illegal purposes. You know, for by pedophiles basically, that this could encourage pedophiles. To to create a market for childlike robotic dolls. So should they create Encourage childlike people to pedophiles? Mm. I don't think it's encouraging people to become pedophiles, but it's 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 catering for that market. So should the question I think we're posing tonight, first of all, is should yes, they create no. robotic mm. dolls to look like children? No. Why not? I think it would encourage pedophilia. Yes. Don't point at me. <laughs> <laughs> Legal disclaimer for the 15th time this season. He's I am not and have never been convicted. He's always <laughs> de- having to defend himself in relation to yeah. that incident. But I don't so, think... It's so that's, a, that's an unequivocal no from you. No. But I don't think it's going to encourage it because people are either pedophiles or they're not. It's ingrained in them. It's a sickness. It's, it's a genetic anomaly. It's not something somebody chooses to be. Do you understand? <laughs> our first female guest on the show here talking to her like she's a child or a robot. <laughs> do you do you understand? <laughs> no, but it's not like that. Well, I, I'm just trying to cater for the the obviously the cultural difference and the accent. Do you think it's a cultural difference? I you obviously you didn't hesitate. So why do you say definitely no? I just think that the pedophiles are in jail already. So well, most of them, or they've been caught, or they've. Well, but we don't know. There's, there's, there's sleeper agents as such. We don't know who yeah. all the pedophiles are you, for the sixteen right. time. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you can't, you can't say that we've caught them all. That they're all. Mind in jail. you, I've been thrown into this without even thinking. Yeah, but that's the but point. Yeah, we, yeah, want, we want, we want, real answers from. Would real you Americans. be against? Are you against sex robots? Yeah. Whole scale. No. 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 You'd like? Would you? Because so the weirdos stay in the weirdo corner, right? Yeah. But you see, it's going to become a time. Is that a weirdo thing, though, it's, to have sex with a robot? That seems no, that's what that I'm saying. Then. I think it's weird. So they'll to stay us, in the weirdo yeah. condo, right? Yeah. But to their own little spot. Stay there. But 20 years They're not from touching now, kids, then. Yeah, no, but we're not talking about kids at the moment. They we're talk- not be talking about kids. No, we're talking about actual sex adult robots. Do, yeah. you, do you think that's okay, for starters? For men and women to have sex with robots? I just think it's odd. 
But it, do you not mm. see that it's they actually something? They have to some... be hard at, but they say there's someone for everyone, right? Well, that's it. But why a robot? Some people, that's all they can get. But, but do you not think, time, why the strange Benji, now? Benji, you not... think of uh, Viagra when it was first introduced was for people <coughs> that were impotent. And now, now it's, it's used for recreationally. Everything is going to seem weird at first. 20 years from now, sex robots could be like wanking. Could be it could be long to say if they're if it's it could cheap be normal it could be normal it could be normalized it, it's going to seem weird now and it's out now which is a shocking thing as we're going to as we're going to reveal to the viewers i think it's actually great now that i think about it because you don't have to deal with all the shit that comes afterwards ah, you don't have there's do no you? relationship yeah you just get the physical yeah yeah so well, would you on, have sex point, with a robot no have you ever had sex with a robot? No. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like to have? <laughs> no. Well, well, first of all, Benji, Benji well, said I, I there's no you emotions. Said you may as well have had sex with a robot at no. some point. Has mm. there been any men that, you know, were basically robots? Yeah, my ex-husband. Okay, oh. we, won't, we won't go there uh, for the listeners listening at home. Um, so moving on then to actual sex with robotic children. Well, hold on. Can we, can we park that one there just for the moment? I think I think Benji has raised a couple of really interesting stuff there. Um, first thing is no emotions. And this is this is the what is the name of this fake organization? It's not a fake organization. It's the Foundation for Responsible Robotics. And you remembered it, so it must be true. The the whole director who went on air said that that the the first danger of these sex robots, which are out available in Japan now, and we have a link. <laughs> There's a link on, on, page on, on the, the website. But he's saying that. One of the main problems with him is that it introduces this, like treating sex as if it's something that you're entitled to. So he has introduced this theory, which he wants that there should be consent involved with the robot. They have to ask. So it isn't just emotionless. And I remember as well, we. Um, so is this like a, a feature on the robot that you have to have a bit of foreplay? It's, or it's, you it's it's not. Over but this is what he's saying. It should be. Well, there is a sex doll. Remember, we've had this on the show. Yeah. Um, where you actually have to. You had to make the robot want sex first. You couldn't just have sex with the robot. You had to plumas it and you had to come onto it and so on. But but this Give is this a is a theory. Rohypno ro- or whatever. Yeah. Um, so he, he's thinking that this sends a really bad message to society. That if you own this sex doll, whatever gender it is, that you can just make it have sex with you. So he's saying that that's definitely not the way to go. That there should be a whole idea of consent involved. Which is basically going to legalize robots as, as humans eventually, isn't it? I hope not. Have you seen that show, Humans? That, mm-hmm. Did I have that in America? I don't no? think they do. Okay. It's, it's a Swedish show and then they remade it in England. Have you seen it? I haven't seen it, no. It's excellent. That, that's basically it. what it is. Like the, it's, it's, set, it's set in the, our, our world now, but it's a world in which robots have been introduced for the last 10 years, so they're kind of integrated into society. We're kind of getting off the topic. We're not bit. really. We're not no, really, we are. Because you don't know what I'm going to say next. We'll, we'll say it. I think it is the whole emotional attachment to someone that... People don't want that. They just want to get it done and have no emotional attachment. And Power to them. Well, what yeah. if you're lonely? An old elderly well, she's person saying, no, yeah, a widow. What Benji thing. is saying is that she would actually no. advocate having sex with a robot because it, it cuts the emotional... I'm not advocating for it. But you're saying if people want to do it, it they can do it. Yeah, but that if people, people don't want any emotional attachment to an actual human being. Yeah, this <laughs> is an alternative. So you're yeah, so you're you're happy if it comes in. You don't have an issue with it either way. I don't. Okay, well that's good. That's good. It's a step in the right direction. But the real question we're asking ourselves here is, should it be something for pedophiles to protect our children from? I'm not. I'm not advocating pedophilia in any way, shape, or form. God forbid. Who would do that? But what I'm saying is, these people exist in society. 
So rather than putting our children at risk, give this to them <coughs> if it satisfies these robot. urges. These urges are things that they cannot control. They don't choose to be who they are. And that's hard to accept sometimes, but they are they are sick. There's something medically wrong with them that they have this attraction to children. So why not produce something that does not harm anyone? Why not castrate them and give them a pill if you can't? Because that's realistically, yeah, I would say, listen, to some might say exterminate them, wipe them out. And I would probably, a part of me, a dark side of me would say, yes, like that's, let's do it. But realistically, that's not going to happen. And it's not, it's not very human of us. It's not very compassionate of us. Um, so the real answer that we could probably realistically do is introduce these robots. You know, society will not let us give people pills at, against their will. Not in this day and age. It's done in a more uh, subtle way. I think, particularly in America, you have a culture of people being medicated. All the time? All yeah. the time, yeah. And that's something... It's an epidemic, actually. Yeah. And that's something that's happening now, and that's a subtle way of suppressing, of suppressing people. Yeah. But if that was actually directly implied, it would never wash. It only works because you guys are being conned into it. That, you know, and, that, and that's the reality. So giving pedophiles pills, I don't think it will fly. Giving them robots, it's a possible solution. I don't know. I think it's a step in the wrong direction. I Nick, agree. Yeah. What, if, what if you someone who wanted to I would, I'd rather go a to black jail. person, a racist? If someone did something to my person. daughter, I'd go to jail. Yeah, and I, but is, I would eliminate I think, I think one of them. I think what Goldie's saying. Yeah, but what I'm saying is your daughter is going to be safer because the paedophile that probably lives a few blocks from you is going to have a robot. He's not going to have an interest in your daughter. But is it really human? The, the robotic. I, I, well, I think that that's that's it's it's as lifelike as can be, and that, and that's the thing. Is it enough to satisfy them? We don't know because it can't be tested because officially it's not allowed at the moment. So should there be tests done? Is it not allowed overseas or this here? This is the interesting or? thing. It's available in Japan, and the guy in Newfoundland ordered one. And it was stopped at customs, and he's now being charged with possession of child pornography. Yeah. No way. Yeah. So, so it's, a, it's, so it's, an, it's interesting an issue one. that's going to arise in the next we didn't, We didn't pluck this out of the air just to be controversial. This is something that's actually really happening in the world. So we wanted to, to, seems to get your viewpoint on it. To me, that that guy's being charged with child pornography. I know it's a different law, different country, but he, he bought this legally. Well, I think the Japan. law something uh, specifies that if you possess something that depicts. A child performing a sexual act or posing in a sexual way with genitalia uh, well then it's an offence so having this robot is depicting a child it's very uncomfortable for me as a mother yeah to it's even horrible it's your, wor- your yeah. worst fear yeah. yeah yeah it is yeah. even with the robot though thinking about that yeah but the, the reality is these people do exist and they're all around if us. he didn't go for the robot he might go for my daughter yeah can't but imagine. I know, but that person is probably there now as we speak. He'd be dead. Yeah. Well, as well, like you're saying, is a robot which isn't real. It's not going to satisfy someone's urges. Maybe not it will. Maybe it won't. Maybe it'll satisfy a certain percentage of them. But if if if, if it satisfies one percent, is that not one percent more than nothing? You know. Then it could encourage one percent who never would have even tried. Quite possibly. Quite possibly. Who manufactured this child? The Foundation Skynet. for Responsible oh, Robots. And. They thought it was legal for them to send it to to Canada. The person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and the person obviously has, has been arrested now. So Interesting. Why weren't the developers in trouble for it? Because they're in Japan, and in Japan, it's it's not an offense. It's not illegal. 
But sure, Japan is crazy. Like you can, you can buy then, like. girls' underwear in vending machines and stuff. That's a tourist thing now. You understand? When you go to Tokyo, there's vending machines with girls and child's knickers that you can buy. And it's I, I don't know whether it started used. I don't. I don't. Orange is the new black. I, I actually it don't is. know. Is it in that film? That show? They um, were selling underwear that they were making and they were using them and they were selling yeah. them. <laughs> well, there you go. It's a similar kind of thing. And I don't know whether it started off as a joke that this could be happening in Japan and it actually it was a self-fulfilling pro- prophecy that it created a market for itself or whether it was an actual thing that people wanted. But it's definitely now a Why tourist thing. If you go to Tokyo, you got to buy a girl's pair of knickers. That's, that's kind of the thing now. You come to Ireland, you kiss the Blarney Stone. Uh, you go to Tokyo because well, I know you. how many people have cuties and whatever else <laughs> yeah but that's the thing <clears throat> I always think if I ever get pulled over by a guard and you know the way they search a car you check it and I'd have to give them my driving license and in my dashboard there's a pair of girls knickers because like my kids four and five especially a four year old we fierce trouble with her so I always keep a pair of knickers in the car oh, right, so yeah. I think if I pull down the dashboard and there's <laughs> guard shining the light I try and get my driving license what are, they, what are they sir but that's a very real yeah. possibility would you not keep them in a different place like a baby bag or but something is, is like, why, that's why, what I'm thinking yeah, why, why do you have them in the dash because there's a secret part of you that actually hopes that happens yeah, isn't there because I want to be challenged on that like in and of, of itself what's wrong with a girl's knickers it's an item of clothing yeah you know? but it raises suspicion it arouses suspicion, let's say. Yeah. There you go. But they're there. You can check. Absolutely. Okay. So, um, so, so where do you stand on a goalie? I th- like that. I think it's sick. It's horrible to even consider. But I can't get myself away from the fact that these people exist out there anyway. And there's nothing we can ever do to stop that or to change that. So if there is something out there that will add a little bit more protection to my child, however slight, well, then I'm going to take it. So the answer is yes. Okay. Make robots for pedophiles. And what if you're a racist on the same street who orders a black? But before you get the, before you say before you say that, um, it it could be a part of the law that if you want to purchase one of these robots, that you register yourself oh, yeah. as a pedophile. So now we know where they all are. Should you have to register as? Well, you do if you're caught. You do if you're caught. Or you even order one. Seems unfair. Could they do that? Yeah. That's, then, well, they can do anything. Like this is a proposal. But who in their right mind would register themselves as a sex offender? Well, if you it, because some of these people are actually human, and and they <laughs> no, they are like all, all of them are. no, yeah, they're technically human, but they're they're monsters. But some of them actually know what they're doing is wrong. They just can't help themselves, and they actively try to stop those urges. They just can't. The urge is too strong. So for those type of people, it might be worth it. That listen, yes, I'm going to register as a sex offender. I am. And a sex offender. I am an alcoholic. I am a drug addict. I am a sex offender. So give me this. To s- give me this to stop me hurting people because I don't want to hurt people, but I can't help myself. We need a whole change in society's attitude to sex offenders. Well, that's what we're here to talk about. Sex abuse. It's interesting, isn't it? It is troubling. Every couple of weeks, you hear about some guy who's identified as a sex offender or whatever comes They're up everywhere. the line, and then everyone in the street just abuses the guy and he ends up. Like in my job, if this I'm is accused, here. yeah. Oh, it happens here. Yeah, it does happen All the time. here. And 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 they're everywhere. You know, you'd be very surprised at how many there are living very close. It's, I'm it's, not surprised at no, all. No, it's it's it is worrying. But again, I wouldn't but want that's to. That's a sex offender. We've we've talked about this. Yeah, well, we've talked about this previously on our show. Um, would you want to know? I, I don't think you should want to know because if you do, you'd never be able to relax. 
ignorance is bliss sometimes, but just protect your kids as much as you can mm. in the interim. Would you order a sex robot? I think there's a point in people's sexual. For a commercial break. <laughs> <laughs> no, but there is a time in people's sure sexual. Sure, listen to this. No. <laughs> there is a time when in somebody's sexual career, let's say, you know, you're it's an adventure, isn't it, from day one, and you're always pushing the boat, pushing the boat, and trying new things and different things, and maybe in time a sex robot would be something that would be introduced to the bedroom yes. like you would do it with sex toys so is that not just another sex toy so what I'd say no, now no so. 15 years time who knows who knows 15 years time you never know if you come back every year well that's 15 it 15 years you might <laughs> you might find it very very yeah uh, while we have an American here it's probably something that we'd like to talk about another bit of a Bostonian a, a Bostonian uh, is that what you say Bostonian yeah Bostonian. Bostonian. They drink a lot of tea and stuff over there. You had a big tea party yeah. there recently, didn't you? We throw tea. Yeah, you in throw tea. In the water. In the in water. water. <laughs> I love the accent. Yeah. You say something in a real Boston accent first, then. Pack the can and have it, yeah. <laughs> like a knife through like butter. Like a knife through butter. Like a knife through butter. But yeah. Uh, pack. I love that. Pack. pack the can. Yeah. Pack the can. Pack the can. And uh, I think. Uh, What's his face? Um, Seth MacFarlane probably has a lot to do with the love of the Boston accent. And Mark Wahlberg, what do you think? Well, I have a little bit of a connection to Mark Wahlberg. Okay, do tell us. I boxed for the past at least 10 years. Okay. And he played my trainer's trainer's uncle, who's Irish Mickey Ward. The Irish Mickey Ward. The Irish Mickey Ward. The Irish Mickey Ward. Wow. So you box with him. He's my trainer's uncle. This is the fighter, is it? Yeah. Yeah. The movie The Fighter. Wow. That's an interesting connection. And did you get to meet Mark Wahlberg? I did, actually. And he walked into me and he... I actually have a picture on my phone, I can say. Okay. And uh, he said, excuse me, madam. And I just turned around and I gave a look. And have sciatica. You said? Just, yeah. Just for, for the listeners at home, uh, <laughs> Benji is slowly moving her head left and grinding her teeth. Continuing. Why were you really angry? Because he called you madam? I was standing right in front of him. He plowed right through me. And I turned around and he said, Mark, excuse Mark me, madam. Yeah. Very nice guy, though. He is. Yeah. Um, and did you hear that he is recording an album after how many years it since he was Marky I did Mark? not know this yeah no. he's recording an album with some American rapper did you hear this yeah, yeah absolutely yeah. yeah so how long is it he, we were kids when he was Marky Mark that's right in the fucking box and, and did you meet did you meet any other people from the, the from the movie I did I met Christian Bale wow excellent that's love him so we basically have a minor celebrity in our studios <laughs> yeah, tonight I want to you're the closest one. we've got to Hollywood yes. to and date that's, and that's a fact David O. Russell yeah the executive producer the direct, of the, or the fighter producer, yeah of the what? The fighter, the movie. The fighter. Okay. <laughs> this is in my hometown. That movie. In takes David place. I think it was set in Lowell. Was it set in Lowell? Lowell, Massachusetts. Yeah, there you yeah. go. Yeah, yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Brilliant stuff. And his nephew um, trained me for years. Well, and so She's tell me, would you know uh, the likes of Dickie Ward and his family? It would be Dickie Eklund because they're half sibling. Okay, Dickie Eklund. Wow. Dickie's his half-brother. And you'd know him? I'd know him, yeah. I'd know him any day. Wow, that's amazing. That's amazing. And and tell me, is does he act like that in the movie, in real life? Or is, it a true, is the film a true depiction of that time? 
Um, and who these people are? Yeah, they love their families. They're an Irish Catholic family, and they they're so strong and just so Irish. <laughs> I don't know how else to say it, but they love every. No matter what their problems are, they will always, always protect their own. And that that is very true of not only all families, but particularly Irish families. There is that little bit of extra. Out of passion or something involved, yeah. It, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I'd kill anyone from my family. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't hesitate. It, is it a real working class area? Yeah, real it is. Yeah, blue collar kind of. Yeah, and um, Dicky is so good. He means well with everything, despite his problems. He means well. I don't think he really knows well, how I think well loved he is. Yeah, and uh, and certainly from the film. That's the way he's portrayed in it. He's the rascal, but that you, you just got to love him and you got to feel sorry for him because he does mean well. He does. Know? Yeah. And, 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 and I suppose it's his addiction that, that lets him down. And it's, it's kind of similar to what we were talking about earlier on. You know, some of these pedophiles might have a little bit of a heart of gold, but you they just can't help themselves. You cannot compare him to that. No, I'm not. I, and, I never, and I never would. I would kill you for <laughs> no, it. No. No, I never would. Goalie, but are you saying that? No, <laughs> no, don't say that. No. But yeah. what I'm saying is that you know you gotta feel sorry for the for the guy because he is seemingly uh, a lovely guy, and you're confirming it. It's amazing. Us. Yeah. No, he really is. They all. And perhaps, perhaps he'd love to uh, listen in on the show and maybe well, he might join us some night. Five hour time difference. Maybe he would. Yeah. I think he would. Three hour time he's, difference like that. So. An amazing, be. amazing person. What, what age bracket are we talking about here? Is, is he? He, uh, I believe Mickey just turned 50 yeah. maybe in young. the last year, but he doesn't look it at all. He trains in the gym every day. I remember going in there at probably 8.30 in the morning for a training session with his nephew, Sean, who was a professional boxer as well. And he did 18 rounds, and he never took a break. Unbelievable. He still trains as if he's going into the ring wow. tomorrow. Yeah, that's amazing. That's brilliant. And does he still the get the recognition and the, the, the support? Oh, yeah, absolutely. He's, still, he's, he, he's a local hero as such. He's, he's amazing, and he, he has his own charity. It's called the Irish Mickey Ward Charities, and they do great things for people in the communities. And when I went over to England once, I uh, read a book signed by Mickey and one of his uncles to give to Ricky Hatton. And if it weren't for Mickey, I wouldn't have ever been able to go yeah and you met ricky hatton i met matthew hatton oh very good i yeah. actually read, met ricky hatton previously uh, in, a, in a pub in dublin oh, they're great family though yeah. they're, they're kind of like the same families you know same backgrounds anyway that's interesting and, and, and we would love to get some signed memorabilia perhaps uh, perhaps from, we could do that yeah that would be oh, amazing and we yeah. put it up and, and we very appreciate we maybe can we can auction it off and maybe all proceeds could go to the, the Mickey Ward charity. Absolutely, well, we have a charity, Midnight in Baghdad charity, which would be. We could probably really dispense the funds between the two, but definitely yeah. we'd want to acknowledge that because that's an amazing charity, and it's it's great to hear that they're they're still working away and and yeah. doing what they love. Excellent. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that story with us, Benji. Well, his nephew has actually done a charity event, a boxing match. So that's the next generation coming on. Yep, um, his his the nephew's Creed, retired now, but he owns his own gym. Mickey works out at his gym. Yeah, it's like it's like Creed. It's he's <laughs> t he's bringing up the next generation. It's amazing. And he's training. Him. But Brilliant. he he did do. They an should event make a movie for, about his life. Um, the Megan House Foundation, 
which is in Lowell, Massachusetts, and that sounds that's like a for, charity as well, isn't it? Yeah, but the the, the girls <laughs> plugging a lot of charities tonight. <laughs> but that's fine. No, but that's they fine. they raise a ton of money for Available. the girls that are going into addiction treatment programs. Yeah, I think it's from eighteen to twenty six, and um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it is. It is really no, great. It's, it's well, a very, they give back. Kind of they give back to the community. Because well, drugs are an epidemic right now. Yeah, absolutely. The In opioid, well. opioids, are taken over. And it's a sad. It's, it's sad. a sad situation that we're seeing in, in a lot of major cities throughout the world today. I don't want to. I don't want to get bogged down on, on on that because we don't want to upset our listeners. Back, no. Back no. home out there. But I wanted to talk about the American culture in relation to the claim culture, the suing culture. And I, I paid a visit to the States there recently, and every second ad on TV is lawyers for you, if you got injured, if you've been subjected to this, if you've fallen, or if you've been fired, or whatever, if you forgot to wash your teeth. Like, you're suing people for absolutely everything. And it just seems to be part of culture now. And every billboard on the freeway, highway, is that what you call it? Where did you go? Where did I go? Boston. I was in New York. I was in uh, South Carolina. I was in Vegas. It's it's everywhere. Is it not the same in Boston? No, it is, but it's... I mean, it's well known, I guess, that, you know, if you get rear-ended in a car accident, the guy that hit you is guilty. Yeah. Hit you. But instead it's an of, automatic uh, thing. Yeah, but, but, but instead of people saying, oh, no problems, mate. I know we all had bad days. Fix my car, and we're happy. Yeah. You guys go. Oh, that. my neck is sore, and my back is this, and you get you claim for thousands, no. which increases the prices of insurance and basically the cost of running a motor vehicle. Uh, a pri- and this is a fact, uh, Benji. There's a story recently, right? It's got so bad now where a guy. Can we look after Benji there, please, yeah, with, another, yeah. with another drink, Charlie? Um, it's nice to have a roll in the show. <laughs> <laughs> hospitality um but there's an example where this guy uh went on a date with a, a girl a first date to the cinema they went went to the cinema he paid for her ticket what what's funny with, what, what are you laughing at i'm not and and do you want to just drink from the bottle no no okay at this home i would but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i mean this since i was plucked from dublin city center <laughs> That's fine, that's fine. No, but basically this guy goes on a cinema date and during the course of the movie, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, so the second installment, um, the girl, the date, starts going on her phone and he said that she texted and played with her phone for on at least 15 occasions, which for him ruined the movie. Um, I think he actually confronted her about this and she stormed off and drove off without him and he, she had given him the ride to the movies. So he sued her he sued her for the price of the ticket, $17 and 30-something cents, I think it was. And she, he actively sued her, but he withdrew the case because she agreed to pay. So rather than go to the court, she, she came along and paid up to 17 and 30 Now, surely that's a step too far. I agree, yeah. I'd just say she's the bitch. Well, he's the one suing. Then she'd sue him. No, he's the one suing her. Yeah, he's the bitch too. But this this is something that you guys it seems like a very seem shoddy to think first is okay. Day. Every little wrongdoing to you, you look for, you know, you look for compensation. Mm. You look for someone else to blame. Why is that? Can I ask the age of? They were young in their twenties. Twenties. Yeah. That's how they raised. 
But that's that that can't continue. They get that from their parents. That can't continue. Have you ever made a claim? Yeah, I have. What happened? Tell us. Tell us your story. I was expecting my daughter. Okay. And I had my seatbelt on, and I was only about four months along, and I was sitting in traffic, and the guy behind me was on his phone. Back then, it was the keyboard slide out. Yeah, and would it have been illegal to be on the phone back then? Yeah, definitely. Driving, yeah. Texting. He was basically texting and driving. Yeah. And he slammed on Correct. his gas and right into the back of me. Okay. Where I had my seatbelt on. I had not just whiplash, I had uh, back issues okay. from it. It wasn't fake because there you was imaging this for it. You've mentioned this twice now on the show about your back. Are you, are you yeah. comfortable in these chairs? We, we don't want to. <laughs> we, we don't, don't want to fall for no. be uh, <laughs> the American culture here tonight. Are you okay? Are you, yeah. are you comfortable? <laughs> That's so right. anyway, you, you sued him. Well, my insurance company did. Okay. My insurance company yeah, went you, after you, him. You, uh, it was only you would have instructed. The only thing, that. the only reason why I did is because our insurance is terrible. And I wasn't going to pay for it. He yeah. rear-ended me. He should pay for it because I was just driving on my way home from work. Okay, did but it, did, on the it didn't affect your pregnancy like? at all in any way. Uh, do I say it? I had slight bleeding. <laughs> okay, okay. So but I, I didn't I was have any before. Uh, you know, after, it was after, just, after was, the, the bumper. Yeah. Okay. He didn't she just hit me. Worried. He didn't just what, tap into me. He slammed on the what, gas while he was on his phone. But was he stationary? Right do, you, do you think it was a, yeah. an intentional attack? No, not at all. No. I don't think he intentionally did it. Okay. And, uh, and how, long were, how, long were you, how long were you were you out of work or were you bedridden or what was the result of, of the I injuries? went right away to the emergency room because the ER. I was terrified. Yeah, yeah. ER or A&E. A&E as we call it here. Yeah. Yeah. I went right away because I was nervous about Sorry, would you be familiar, Benji, of the, what the A&E stands for in the States before you came here? Uh, accident and emergency, yeah. Yeah, but would Americans would generally be aware of that, would they? Because uh, there's probably, probably some listening now going, what is the A&E They mean? would say ER. Yeah, so emergency room for us is accident and emergency. Sorry, continue your story. Just wanted to no, clarify just, that up I, for some I of the I was listeners. just terrified that something happened to my child and I had to make sure mm-hmm. that everything was all good and okay. safe. And, uh, and, and, and get get to the bottom line. How Were you, were you bedridden? Did you break bones? Were you out of work? Out of school, what happened? I was out of work um, probably for two weeks. I was out of work. Okay. And I was because the breadwinner. You, you were the breadwinner. <laughs> I was the breadwinner. And were you bedridden? I was on my bed, yeah, with a pillar underneath my backside. Okay, okay. So that's horrific. Well, was that just at I had a, bru- where, I had a where, bruise, the, a seatbelt seat bruise. Was, yeah, 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 I had a bruise. Which would be standard, it's there to protect you. So bedridden from about 11 p.m. every day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Eight in the morning. And what were you working at at the time? I was working for a major financial institution, and I was a senior analyst. Really? Yes. Do you okay. want to say their name on her? You don't have to name. No, I don't want to say their name. No, you don't. But we we have. <laughs> <laughs> that that won't make sense to anybody because it's not, <laughs> we're not going to publish that show till the next yeah. one. It's a ten point five, um, but that's a little tidbit, isn't it? A yeah. sneak peek into next yeah. week's show. Um, so no one did, the, no, did, the, you the, sue, the, did you sue? No, 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 no. Before well. we get there, the point no, the point I was trying to make is that you're a senior analyst intent. in this major financial company, which is very similar to a previous guest we've had on the show. Um, 
Marbles. Marbles is, does a similar job. So talk to us. You were at, so you're 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 bedridden for two weeks. You're out of work. You've got a bruise. Talk to me in dollars. In dollars, what I got? Yeah. In compensation, I didn't sue. The insurance company came to me and offered me money. Okay. And they so sued it counted them. as a suit that I sued them. Okay. But so I didn't are, are, actually are, are, say to them, I want money from you. Yeah, so are you, are you saying that your insurance company came to you and said, here's X amount of money, and then they, go, was, they go off and sue on your behalf? The guy behind me who hit me, Yeah. his insurance company knocked at my door and, said, and wanted to settle it. Right. They I did, didn't they, even have a lawyer. Okay, and, and that, that's, I suppose that's, that's good in a way that you didn't have to go through all the hassle, but also But I wouldn't even indicative. have thought of it, though. Like, yeah. I was just nervous about my child, and they called me and asked me and what was I was it, doing. And was the compensation justified for what had happened, do you think? Mm, no, I don't think so. Okay. No, That's why they came to I, you. They, they thought you might have been... Well, I have, a, I have a really difficult time answering this because of my daughter's health problems after. Okay. And I don't think it had anything to do with the accident back of your mind You're, you'll always wonder yeah i will yeah. And, that, and that's a fair comment and we won't push it too much more on that subject it's just interesting to to look into the culture and, and how it happens and how something like this where a guy who goes to the cinema is able to sue his date no i wouldn't ever do anything like that okay i think he might have done it for his five minutes yeah you know that's it i think he it might have done it as well to, to to raise a point maybe about people using phones in cinema he said um that this was uh, i have it written here He's always slagging my sheets. Um, Charlie he, always brings pages and pages of research, and we never actually. Uh, yeah, we're, getting, we're using it tonight. We never, uh, we never will, use it. I will say this: before you watch a movie back in the states, I will tell you to turn off your cell phones, respect people around you. It doesn't and all come that. up at the start. It does the same it over does? here. It does. It does. Yeah. It's the same over here as well. So she broke the law. Basically. I. Well, she, well, did, she broke um, the cinema law. The, the he said she was a threat to civilized society. Nah, I wouldn't go that far. That's extreme. It is a little bit, but aren't it sounds like a very bad first date. It does. Mm. Have you ever Which had any first very dates? Bad? I'm obsessed with the show. Oh yes, uh, Benji came to Ireland, and we we obviously met her the other night, and, and asked her to come onto this show. And when we speak spoke to you the other night in the pub, you mentioned to us that you are fascinated with our TV show first dates. Yeah. Um, and tell the people at home, in your own words, what First Dates is. First Dates is people, it's a matchmaking thing. Yeah. At a nice restaurant in Dublin City, at a hotel. A, a reasonable restaurant, yeah. yeah. Well, I think so. I want to go visit before I go. Well, you've only got a few days left, I think, do you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you better do that soon. Any listeners out there listening in, like send the Benji, we can set you up. Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. First Maybe you, first dates is listening. You have to pay for I it. I have one date. <laughs> one, day. One, one day. To get one, one date. date. <laughs> get cracking. Get but cracking. basically what happens in this show is that two couples meet for the first time, they have dinner and it's filmed, and at the end of the show, they reveal if they got on or not or if they want to see each other again. Yeah. And it, it is, basically it's kind of cringe TV sometimes, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah, and, and that's what we enjoy watching. I just, I'm always rooting for them too. What about the Undateables? You mentioned that. <laughs> it's a tough show to watch, isn't it? It's terrible. Yeah, I don't like the, it. Because this is people with disabilities and special needs. You don't want going to see them happy? Or? It breaks my heart. No, I want to, but I think that people get a laugh out of them, which yeah. I don't like. Do you think those people are being exploited? 
Yeah. I think so too. Right. It, it, it's a show, it's, it's a heartbreaking show, but you're basically watching people with special needs going on dates with others and it's so innocent, but yet Other the people only reason... with special needs as well. Yeah. yeah. And the only reason that it's on TV is really because people kind of want to make fun of it. And it's kind of, you're, you're, you're watching well, it. it is and a comedy show. It's not. Yeah. And you're, you're kind of watching it thinking, no, this is wrong. Yeah. This is, yeah. Th- you're, you're kind of watching it going, this is not right, you know. So what, what's your solution? We don't let people with special needs date? Don't, we don't let should, but, what, but why do we have to exploit them by putting them on TV, you know? Are we not exploiting the other people with the first dates program? Normal people. Yeah, but, they, but, but they, they'll have a, be able to make a rational choice to go on to that show or not, you know. A, a balanced decision as such. The one I had watched, um, the gentleman wanted this. I love the way you said that gentleman. Yeah, well, he was a perfect gentleman. He was oh, okay. so sweet. And he expected royalty to arrive mm-hmm. and pick him up in a, a, his, his new date to pick him up in a Range Rover. And I just felt that. He was never going to get that dream. No. Yeah, and it is. If I had a Range Rover, I probably would have gone and picked him up and. Would you? Him. Yeah, I that's definitely nice. would have. That's nice. That's Do you not nice. think it's very shallow of him to specify the car that's picking him he up? He was very upset, and the first date canceled on him, and he was and devastated. Why did she cancel? Wh- did why out? do no. Why do people get pleasure out of watching someone? Yeah, but unfortunately, that's the like society that. we live in today, yeah. and you find yourself glued to watching it as well. No, at all. I could not finish You're, it. You told me that when you were watching it, you were about to go to bed, this came on, and you end up sitting up for an extra hour to watch the end of it. And I didn't You were watch, fighting your sleep. I did not watch the end of but it. But you fought. I turned you, away. Well, no, you, watched, you told fought, us the other I night. I fought. You told us the other night that you fought to watch it. But that's fine. That's fine. I never I never made it through. Talk to me about incorruptible bodies. Well, hold on, hold on a second. I'm, I'm curious. You, you don't like first dates, or you love it? Oh, she first loves dates, first dates. I love. Or the undateables? I do not like. No, I don't. Okay. And it's just because the people have special needs. Well, my daughter was supposed to be born with... She, she tested false positive for Down syndrome. And I was prepared Fa- for her... False positive. So they, the doctors told you she was Down syndrome? Yeah. And she was perfectly fine, which is another shock. When, when we, Yeah, I can imagine. When were you told she was Down syndrome? She's not Down syndrome. But when, when were you told by the doctors... Um, it was probably, well, I couldn't even guess, uh, like Charlie. Like a couple of months before she was born? Like wh- no, way before she was born. And so you were living with this, coming to terms with how to, to be I a mother. I was probably ready to... Researching, looking special schools, was, all that kind of stuff. They, they, they said that, um, we're just telling you so you can have options. And I said, there's no option, I'll take her any way I can. Yeah. Options of abortion is that what they meant? Uh, yeah. Wow, that's a, that's a that's very a very different culture. Horrific, horrific thing to have to, to go through. I but said I would take out. her anyway. We're glad it worked out. And in the she end. came fine, and then not fine. Yeah. With uh, she ended up having a heart defect, and had open heart surgery when she was about seven months. Seven months. Yeah. She's a trooper. Less. Yeah. Less. Lesser of two evils compared to Down syndrome. I would have taken her anyway. I could have. Anyway. You know, I, as, I'm a, happy. As, as a true mother would. Let's try livening it up a little bit. Well, well, yeah, no, no, yeah, let's it's not it's dwell, dwell on it. It's, it's got, got very serious. serious. And, and you, we're you leaving us down that track. We're trying to be a live show. 
Yeah, you try talk, to, try well, to get stuff out. Let's talk you, about is something. Is this true? Can I ask you this? Is this true that in Ireland, if you have special needs, you can't have sex unless you're married? In so Ireland, if you have special needs, I, I'm not. I'm not entirely sure okay. about that. That's my understanding of the law. It's to protect people with Down syndrome or with special needs that they could it be is. taken advantage of. So they have to be married. A Down syndrome person has to be married Kitchen. before they can have sex. Yeah. Okay. Does that sound right? Yeah. yeah. Um, Benji, I think you're going to uh, leave us for a minute, are you? Just for if, like one if minute. You, if you go through to the next door, you'll find the hospitality yeah. suite there. And Someone will light you a cigarette. It's amazing, by the way. Whatever you need. If you want to bring one back for us, that's fine. You can All do right. that too. Um, so while, while you're gone... We're going to talk about the next subject, and we're going to try liven the mood up a little bit. How about you two, and why people here don't like them? You two, the yes. band. We can talk about that oh, momentarily. If, fifteen if you minutes. Wanna... Fifteen minutes. Is up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> um, incorruptible bodies. Talk to us about yeah. incorruptible bodies. Right. Well, what does it even mean? It means bodies that after someone is dead, that the body hasn't rotted hasn't decayed in the way that we expect. And, and when I looked this up online, I saw pictures of what a human body happens, of what happens to it after three days, five days, ten days. Pretty shocking and pretty graphic yeah, stuff. absolutely. And the idea of incorruptible bodies was a religious thing, that, that in order to become a saint, you had to have an incorruptible body, which meant that when the body was dug up, it, couldn't, it, it has to have not decayed or decomposed. And the belief was that if you were a saint your body wouldn't decompose. And how, how long ago did they use this system? This only disappeared in the 20th century, believe it or not. This was believed So what you're saying is, up. so just guide me through the process. So what you're saying is... Okay, uh, just pick a saint. A, per, a person would die. Right. Obviously a member of the clergy or... Not, you don't have to be a member no. of the clergy. Sure, no. so, so a person would die... Let's say Francis of Assisi. Yeah, right? so he's do, he'd done a lot of great things. He dies. Somebody says, I think he should be a saint. They say... I think, oh yeah, I agree with you. But, let's dig them up. As soon as he meet the criteria. And that's what they would do. That's what they would do. Amazing. Yeah. Now, the question is whether it was all a hoax, whether the Catholic Church would do some wax thing with the body, whether they would try to embalm it in some yeah, way. That's what I would, would yeah. imagine, yeah. And and then they openly did this. So after, so so basically, they, they, they did discover some bodies, Bernadette being the most famous example. I don't know if you've ever heard of the, the film song of Bernadette or something like that but anyway one, one of these holy people who became a saint and they they dug her body up and she hadn't rotted and this this was fascinating people and what year was this we're talking about the 1800s late 1800s I'm not sure when exactly it's not it's not like hundreds and hundreds of years ago okay it's crazy um, they dug her up and then she hadn't rotted but then after exposure to the air she slowly she did. did begin to decompose so what they did was they they built a kind of marble not marble, some kind of effigy over a lifelike effigy. And they've broken it away at certain points so you can see her bones. For example, the hand is famously broken. Right. So you can see the, the, the marble or whatever plasticine or whatever of it. And you can see her bone, the real bones sticking through. Wow. But when they dug her up, she was preserved. But this is, this is a medical phenomenon, anyway. So it is something that can happen. It's not because it what happen. I was saying yeah. is if you embalm somebody, it only lasts for a particular long amount of time. Yeah. It doesn't last forever. Um, so, if this is actually a natural phenomenon that happens is, with, yeah. with bodies. And it, and it's it probably doesn't got even have to, to be whole bodies. It can be certain organs, like a hand mightn't decompose. The rest of the body might decompose. And what is causing this to happen? They're, not, they're still not fully sure. There's still, there's, there's still no like scientific 
reason they can't understand why certain people or certain bodies don't decompose the way a normal body decomposes. And this so could be it could be a number of factors down to the environment, <coughs> the soil they're in. The oh yeah, but sure, I'm sure you've heard of the bog bodies that were. Yeah, absolutely, you know, I've yeah. seen them. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and and perhaps the diet of the person, some kind of combination of things coming together. You know, mm. somebody has more. I don't know, yeah. metallic something yeah or less know, water or whatever calcium yeah. or deposits or something like that you know it's very interesting so are these all examples of saints that have, have all these saints actually been so the church then silently just let it fall away and not because not because it was of they're afraid of fake people doing it but because as they were digging bodies up and as bodies were being exposed they realized that loads of unholy people were shown to be incorruptible as well okay you know like killers or something like that will be shown and uh, so they didn't, want to, they didn't want to be associated with it then yeah so okay. then they just kind of it's interesting what what, yeah. what did you want to what was your your, your point to bring it on i didn't see. give a shit about it just you want you just want i just was curious it. about it yeah i just wanted to see could i find out a, a medical mm. reason why some bodies don't rot Very good. and i didn't okay so you or i might rot might not rot like you said we all will rot but but we can prove categorically that it's not a religious or supernatural no phenomenon. but yet you talk to any Joe on the street or any older person uh, Benji oh. Benji has just joined us back in the studio and is showing us pictures now of Mickey Ward Hatton. Or, oh that's Matthew Matthew Hatton very good excellent she wasn't we can confirm that everything uh, Benji she couldn't have had previously. time to doctor that photo sure, yeah, no. uh, you weren't gone long enough to photoshop no. that so Excellent stuff. Oh, there's Mickey Ward. And there you are, Benji. Excellent. Excellent stuff. Well, Actually, he pulled me off of uh, the speed bag because that was in the newspaper. They were filming. You can see the camera there. Oh, yeah. That's his nephew. He's my trainer, Sean Eklund. Um, I was on that speed bag right there. He's in the movie. He's in the movie. He obviously is in the movie. Um. I was on the speed bag, and Mickey said, come in for the picture, and I said, no. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's brilliant. My That's face is burnt red <laughs> from cool. three minutes on a speed bag. It's a beautiful bag. photograph, and, and, and again, thank you very much for, for sharing it with us. Um, Benji, are you going to join us for the last part of the show? Of course. Sit down there and, and talk oh, to us. So, the last part of our show, we're going to talk about Charlie. Lighten it up, the famine. <laughs> No, lighten it up because we've gone very dark, very emotional, and it's 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 been an interesting show. But let's let's move it on. What have you got for us? Um, so so our last story tonight is oh yeah, some place in South Africa. To it shows again how how far behind the world certain cultures are. This poor lamb was born with a congenital birth defect, and we put pictures up on 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 our page show the actual lamb when it was born and it does have human characteristics it does look like yeah. it has a kind of human body and human face to a certain extent mm -hmm. but the reaction of the south african villagers to this was crazy tell us goldie rather than just accept this as a un, as a natural you know tragedy for the poor lamb they actually believed it was half man half lamb that somebody had actually mated with a sheep to create this half breed mm. as such, and I think some people were considering it a miracle. Other people were considering it uh, the work of the devil. The they were the devil and the antichrist or something. Mm. Yeah, because but that there was a curse on the village. It would usually be associated with a ghost or a mm. goat, a 
ghost, sorry, not a ghost. Um, but yeah, it was an interesting thing, mm. and it just shows society how people uh-huh. just aren't yeah. accepting. What's fascinating is that that rather than just laughing at the villagers, the South African government sent experts to the area to dissect the poor sheep, and they lamb. they car- sorry lamb. Well, it's a bit, still is a sheep, like a child, human. It's a baby. Yeah. It's a baby sheep. A, ba- a baby yeah. sheep, and um, I d- just they, they actually carried out autopsies and tests on on the poor animal. So it's dead. So it's oh yeah it was it died like it was it would died straight away I think it was born dead it had been dead for a long time in, inside the mother, but I love the fact that um, I have a quote here I'm gonna read it out because I love this you've you've got a you got a scientist and he gives it he gives the villagers a big long reason, so he says therefore uh, I'm here yeah if you stop ruffling the paper <laughs> I do that just for you the guy's name is Doctor Mer- Doctor Morebi and he says it's fair to assume therefore that the sheep was infected by the RV, RVF as a result of a mosquito that causes Rift Valley fever in sheep. The resultant circulation of the virus in the blood found its way through the maternal blood into the uterus and the fetus, which is at a very critical stage of development. So he says that, and all the villagers run out, it's the devil, it's the devil. <laughs> like, you know, he goes into a detailed explanation, tells them exactly and why people, this is, and they just ignore it. Yeah. It's like they're, they're willingly turning their eyes away from science, they're rejecting it, and they prefer to believe that it's a man had sex with with this with a sheep, it's easier for them to comprehend, I think, than than all the science. The science is too much, and and they'd they obviously be a less educated people coming from that part of the world. Hmm. Um, it, Which it, it is very interesting. Is very it ignorant. racist to consider these tribes behind? What what do you think? Should they be embraced as? You know, should we? Jeez. You know, should we look at their culture and say we should respect that culture, or should we criticize it and try to change it and bring them on in the world? Some hard questions. Yeah. Well, I don't know anything about it, so I have we to told look. you everything you need I to know. know about but I have to cults. look more. I think I think the question that Charlie is asking you, Benji, is: Should we bring education to these areas of the world in Africa and maybe some parts of South America? I'm not sure. Certainly, Asia, there's, where there's these people living in isolation, tribes that are still embracing the ways of the ancestors that we would have been doing thousands of years ago should we just leave them be and let them follow a natural progression or should we interfere and educate them and show them all the technologies and the wonders of the world what should we do no, i don't like my answer tell us your answer should we talk to north koreans and tell them there's a world outside too well that's a very very <laughs> good question uh, and, and a lot of north koreans some are obviously aware of what's going on, a lot of yeah. them are just completely brainwashed, and right. are following this leader. So, but are they brainwashed? No, because they're not. It's just their way. It's the it's the, it, they they, it's like history forgotten, you know. They were this is what was their culture, and they just didn't evolve the way we evolved because they never expanded, their territory or their culture or anything like that. Never gone outside of it. Never gone outside of it exactly. And we so, evolved from them. We did. So we were like that once. So should mm. we respect it and leave them and let them gradually evolve to where we are or should we go in and help them straight away? Or would that even be seen as help? Tough question. I don't know. Well, what, if, what if they had, let's say, contracted an illness in the village? Yeah, like um, Ebola have or a, something. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't. Do we have a cure to Ebola? Probably not. But let's say it was, it was an illness Probably we Americans had a cure say, to. right? Oh, we say some pharmaceutical company somewhere has yeah. 
Let's say, should we then go in and give them the cure or let them die? No, I'll give them the cure, I'd say. Yeah? Yeah, I would. So maybe I think the answer is to educate them to a certain point that they can make their own decisions. All right. That's probably the way to do it. Mm. I know if, if anyone out there would be a sci-fi fan or a Star Trek fan would be aware of something called the Prime Directive. And it's something that humans do. It's, you know, they, they, they vow not when they meet another civilization not to interfere in any way if they're not aware of the existence of extraterrestrials. So should we have a prime directive for these kind of cultures? You I basically think you should let them know. You let them know that there this is, is something else out there that could help them. Yeah. I think so too. I think Whether so too. Whether they reject it or not, I think you should let them know. Free will. Free will. Yeah. The power of free but will. But then you change the their whole view of the world. I mean, imagine you found out there was aliens out there for a fact. Then everything you know, your whole life has changed. If you make these people aware of other stuff out there in the world, then they can't go back. You can't put them back in the box of ignorance once they're aware of it. Whether they take it on board, their life's changed for the they worse. They probably wouldn't, though. Because they're in it, their box, right? Like the North Koreans are. Most yeah. of them. They're in the box. They don't yeah. believe mm. anything. They for all we know, they're happy. North they're not happy. We don't. They? We don't know. We presume they're not. But because from our we, perspective, we, we have seen there, there's, so there's people still trying to flee North Korea, and some people do escape into China and, and mm. eventually come to the Western world. And but that's emigration. There's people who no, flee every no, no, country. No, they're fleeing as in they have to physically flee. They have to jump walls, oh. go through tunnels. Yeah, because they're, they're not allowed to escape. Don't forget they're not the American yeah. that was taken hostage in North Korea. And yes, came back. that's right. And there was a student there recently that did something funny, like pulled down a, a North Korean propaganda poster or did something like that, and he was imprisoned, wasn't he? They thought yeah. he was a spy. He you came know. back yeah. in a coma. Was that the same guy? Died. Yeah. yeah. There you go. So it, it, it is a backwards country. There's no doubt about that. And some of their people are definitely not happy because when they do escape, they tell the story. And there's a famous video that was doing the rounds there recently enough of a, a young girl, North Korean girl, who spoke about her story and told her story right, how she yeah. escaped and how she saw her mother being raped and how her mother offered herself up so to, you know, the smugglers wouldn't yeah. uh, touch her daughter. It's, it's a horrific story. Well, with all due respect, the people who escape are obviously going to have bad stories about North Korea. That's why they're escaping. I'm not saying it's, it's good in North Korea. destroying the studio here. You're okay. For all we know, other people are happy in North Korea. We know from our perspective it's a horrible life. The, I mean, a lot of people granted, are happy there are some. Ignorance is bliss, I, Ignorance I suppose, for some. Exactly. Um, Again, really light-hearted topics. It is. We're going to come to the very end of our show, and we have something that is genuinely light-hearted. Um, and it kind of goes back to the suing culture, though, uh, which is a, a theme of our show. But uh, something very funny happened recently on Wisconsin TV for people that are, are from that part of the world. Would you be familiar with Wisconsin? Absolutely. Okay. Uh, that would be Green Bay, is that correct? Yeah. Green, Green Bay, Bay Packers, Wisconsin. the cheese the cheese heads. Um, so... What's happened here is basically the Wisconsin TV show, I assume it's kind of a daytime TV show or a news show or something, uh, booked two fitness experts to come onto the show and obviously talk about fitness and uh, basically leading a healthy lifestyle. Their names were Chop and Steel. <laughs> their names were Chop and Steel and they turned out to be actually two comedians that the studio had inadvertently booked and obviously they came onto, they came onto the show and they completely took the piss. You know, they, they acted the maggot and they did all this funny stuff. And we're just going to play you a little extract of the show uh, just to kind of get a feel for it. 
So describe to us what we're looking at. experts. Seven. But they sure look like a couple of goofballs. One. Two. Their workouts are ridiculous. And just look at their physiques. Kind of flabby, don't you think? Yet they were able to fool local TV morning shows across the USA. Chop and Steel, you guys are performing Monday in Allentown. Although they called themselves Chop and Steel, they were really pranksters, Joe Pickett and Nick Pruer. Well, an impressive feat by our strongman duo. They've been fooling TV stations for years, once posing as a yo-yo expert. And also a chef. We're gonna have whipped cream left over, right? <laughs> but their luck seems to have run out following this appearance on local news in Eau Claire, Wisconsin. Hello, Wisconsin. Strongman duo. And that's all we're gonna listen to there. But they, <laughs> it's absolutely they're just, hilarious. They're just hitting each they're other. Hitting each other. They're, jump, they're, they're doing ridiculous stuff. But there's no way that they're they're actually fitness that's experts. That's not bad though. Face. That's good. Yeah, but it's very yeah. provocative what they're doing. Yeah, and and it's it's funny, and they're being sued now, and it's actually I didn't know until I watched that video actually that they've been on TV before pretending and purporting to be yo-yo experts and various other things. It, it it is very funny. It's amazing, and it's something that I'd love to see happen over here. But should these people be sued? Like they're having a bit of fun. But did the studio book them? They booked as experts. Think them. Yeah. yeah, the studio thought that they were fitness experts so they and didn't they actually research it no it's the studio's fault and they came yeah, on and they absolutely took the piss in Ireland and there's a tradition from when we were kids of, of like pranks like this you know yeah. um, Mike Murphy and, and it's all hosted yeah hidden camera shows yeah. and, stuff like and then the people when they're caught out are kind of embarrassed and laugh it off but obviously yeah. this TV show is soon but surely they for breach of contract or but something but surely this TV show now has got so much more exposure it's actually worked for them they, mm. you know because we're here we are in Ireland on, on one of the we're most successful podcasts we're talking about ever <laughs> they're but probably making tons of money on advertisements I would say absolutely so yeah. you know take it on the chin it's it's funny and this is what this is what people are actually into this is what makes news now and what people actually want to see is this kind yeah. of stuff so uh, there we go uh, did you hear that Chris Eubanks marriage broke down I didn't. No. Yeah, they broke up last week. They're separating him and his second wife. The reasons they're separating is because they haven't spoken in over a year. Oh, good so, for them. <laughs> at what point so, do you think they realised the marriage isn't working? Perfect working? relationship. Yeah, it's a perfect <laughs> relationship, yeah. Can you imagine the peace you'd have? Yeah. I'm wondering, is it just because she couldn't stand the sound of his voice? <laughs> yeah, the way he <laughs> talks. Yeah, God love him. But it's, it's a tragedy. It is sad. It is. And it's it's a, I know it's another sad note. That's not showing. sad. It's funny. It's, 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 it's sad it's for him and his wife. Benji, thanks a million for coming on to the show. Is there anything you'd like to say before we depart? I am so happy to be in the homeland of my ancestors, and I feel so at home here. And I thank everyone for welcoming me here. Well, You're very welcome. We certainly I'm delighted welcome to welcome you onto our show tonight, and we're fortunate to meet you the other night in the bar. And, and, and thanks a million for taking the trip out to, to, to be on the show. Thank and, you. And uh, hopefully we'll see you again. And, and it would be great if you if you got in touch with some of your people yeah. back home. And, uh, and you say you're coming back next year. And we'd year. love to support the charity as well. We'd love to have you on for season four. We'd love to support the charity and, and wish you well on your travels home. Well, folks, that's it for, for this week. Uh, hope to see you now next week. And lots of more interesting topics and yeah. controversial things to discuss. Thanks for having me. No Thanks problem. We already on. said thank you to you. Yeah. Uh, I've been Goldie Mecca. Like thank you, Goldie. Thanks a million, Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I'm Golly Metcalf. I'm Charlie Norton. And this has been Midnight in Baghdad. Signing Good night. Off.